Hello, friends, and welcome to Four Parks, One Pod. Um, my name's Kayla. And my name's Derek. And we are here to chat about all things Disney Parks, from today's news and rumors to the history of the parks, uh, to our tips and tricks for fun times on your vacation. Yeah. Um, today... We're going to be talking about, we're going to be going over some of the latest news. Um, we're going to have This Week in Disney History with a fun topic. And we're also going to be talking about some of the most patriotic attractions, details, places at the Disney parks since this weekend is 4th of July weekend here in the States. Um, yeah, where yeah. America was born. Sure. Um, so, let's get started. If our cat doesn't destroy the chair that Derek is sitting in. She's trying to take me with it. Are you going to be okay, ma'am? Alright. These are the joys of cat parenthood. She's like, I want to be a host. Yeah, I want to be on the podcast. I won't say anything, but I'll just stand there and scratch the chair. They'll see it. It's visual media. <laughs> anyway... Pardon our distraction. First things first, we got to talk about the news. Got to give you all the updates on the exciting new fun coming back to Disney World. Uh, it seems like every week we are going over more and more things that are returning to the parks and less actual new things. Um, but I'm okay with that because I am ready for things to be back. I'm normalcy. Ready. Normalcy. Normalcy is exciting. Um, so first thing... It's a little bit of just kind of a small thing, but it's exciting nonetheless. Uh, the Disney's Polynesian Village Resort is going to be fully reopening and can... <laughs> she has been, like, Ow. not wanting to do anything all day. And we sit down to record and now she wants all the attention in the world. Get your claw out of the chair, little girl. For context, the cat has just jumped Thank on the God. back of my chair and then bit my arm when I dared to um, move because she was jumping onto my back. Do you want to say hi to the viewers or listeners? And she's sniffing the microphone. Maybe She's not very vocal. Right now, right now. She can be. This has been a great start to the episode. <laughs> her name is Princess Peach, hey, for any of you wondering. And like, I'm gonna be a part of this podcast if I have to fight people for it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. You know, she's normally she's normally pretty chill, but she has been in a mood today. I don't know yeah. what the deal is. She's been wanting to play a lot. So okay, back to the news. Back to the news. Polynesian is reopening starting July 19th. Oh, cool. Um, I believe rooms can actually be booked already. Once they announced it, they were like, you can start booking for things from July 19th on. So that's exciting. A lot of the resorts have not been fully open since uh, the pandemic, since Disney reopened last year. Mm -hmm. um, so, for example, the Polynesian, a lot of the villas and the Disney Vacation Club rooms have been open. But... The cool. full resort has not been open, and a lot of the rooms there are not DVC. They are just kind of regular hotel rooms. So they've been 
thankfully they've been using this time to work on some renovations. Mm -hmm. Um, And on that note, there will still be work being done on the resort when it reopens. So according to the Disney Parks blog, um, there will still be work on the monorail station and the front entrance of the resort. So guests arriving need to go in the side entrances to check in. But other than that, pretty much everything at the resort will be available from the pools to the restaurants. Um, You just won't be able to use the monorail. So until that's finished, you can use the monorail. It's, it's actually the closest resort to the transportation and ticketing center. So you can walk over there and use the monorail or the boats. And there's also bus service from, uh, the resort, but personally, until the monorail is back up and running, I wouldn't, I'm just going to interject my opinion here. I wouldn't stay at the Polynesian just because if I'm going to be spending, deluxe resort dollars Mm -hmm. i want it to have the monorail i want it if it's on the monorail loop i want to be able to use the monorail but the dole whips is that not worth the money um i can get those at the magic kingdom and i can still go to the polynesian and get them there (laughs) so yeah i'm good false no i'm just kidding it's it's correct you can do Um, all that thing we've done it before yeah you can totally fireworks there yeah, and, and now that the resort is reopening and a lot of their restaurants and dining services and stuff are going to be open, reopening as well. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, here's just a little snippet of advice. You can totally resort hop. You don't have yeah. to be staying somewhere to go eat and shop and... You can just get a just good look at what explore. the other like, yeah. resorts have. Yeah, explore the resorts. And that's going to come up later with our main topic today, too. But exactly. just um, something that a lot of people don't realize. You can't use their pools. So uh, you can't do things, you know, you can't go pool hopping. But you can <laughs> totally try the treats. And, you know, if there's exclusive shops and things like that, you can do those things. You can even use their spa uh, services and... Oh, cool. You know, like the Grand Floridian, there's a salon. If you want to go get your hair done before mm-hmm. a nice date night at Disney, you can totally do that. It will require reservations and payment and stuff. It's not free services, but you can you can go to the resorts and do those. Well, it wouldn't be free services if you were at those resorts either, right? Right. So. I just wanted to clarify yeah. that I wasn't saying, go use a sauna for free because it's uh, there. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like when I say the spa, you can go get a massage if you're staying at a resort that doesn't have a spa. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's exciting. Very good stuff. Personally, as a travel agent, I'm very glad to have more resorts opening because sometimes if someone wants to go a certain week and their mm-hmm. resort's not available, there's not a lot of alternatives. So True. good stuff. Uh, the other big announcement that uh, just came up, I believe this morning as we, rec- as we record, we're recording on June 30th. Um, Run Disney is returning this fall. Oh, cool. So I know, Derek, you just started kind of back to running. Yeah, I used to, well, I've always had like a, for some unknown reason, I'm sure other runners will understand this, but I've always had a want and need to run, but Mm -hmm. I've always been fat. (laughs) So (laughs) I've never been able to run. And, um, before the pandemic, you were getting really good and like yeah, I in was, the habit of running almost every day. I was running about a mile at least every three days. Well, a mile each day, three days a week. So at least three miles a week. Um, and for today, 
just because we're talking about running, we actually hit the gym for the first time since the pandemic because I was I was doing really good. And then the pandemic hit and it was like, all oh, the gyms are closed and yeah. this and it was just huge. We finally break. have felt good about going to our apartment gym. Mm-hmm. We've worked out between now and the pandemic. We have yeah, not just not been same, completely sedentary. But not in the same like. But vein yeah, you you haven't been in a routine. Yeah, that that's yeah. what I'm trying to get to. Um. So anyway, it made it me think great. of you because you might want to try a race at Disney sometime. That might be really fun. I'd love to. And I'll cheer for you because this girl don't run. That's fine. Um. You can you can <laughs> I can put like a GoPro on or something. And you can just watch that. Yeah. Honestly, though, really, if I ever was to try like a 5K or something, it would be at Disney. Like yeah, that would walk. be the one way to motivate me to go do something like that. Because it's not that I'm like against running or against exercise. I have bad knees and mm-hmm. running is a painful experience for me. So yeah. um, anyway, y'all didn't come to this podcast to hear about our exercise habits, but tangent nonetheless. Yeah, you should check out our new podcast, Four Feet, One Run. Oh my god. <laughs> That's actually kind of perfect. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, so, run Disney details for those of you interested. Uh, you can you can start out as early as November with a run Disney race. Cool. It's going to be the Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend. Uh, I have more details on that, but before I get into it, let's kind of go through what all is coming for the the next run Disney season. So mm-hmm. every every spring. Well, fall and spring, they do kind of a season of Run Disney events. So it starts with the Wine and Dine Half Marathon, November 4th through the 7th. And then we have the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, January 5th through 9th. The Princess Half Marathon Weekend, February 24th through 27th. And then finally, the Springtime Surprise Weekend, which is March 31st through April 3rd. And I have some info on that because that is a new, If for those of you that have been familiar with Run Disney and the events that they have, the Springtime Surprise Weekend is kind of a new concept. Um, so... They, when they announced it, they said that the Springtime Surprise will be a race that takes place each season. Uh, so the fourth weekend of each race season will be the Run Disney Springtime Surprise Weekend. And that will include different race themes and distances each year. Oh. So in the past, this fourth weekend has been the uh, Star Wars Weekend, Star Wars okay. Races. Um, I think... Probably now that the Star Wars, the the sequel trilogy has all come out in theaters. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is still a huge thing for Disney and there's still like a great fan base there. But it's not as in the mainstream all the time right now. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're going to maybe explore some different themes. Maybe they'll do like a Mandalorian specific theme at some point. But maybe cool. they'll do a Marvel weekend. Maybe they'll do... A Pixar weekend, you know, I think that they can, they can use that weekend to adapt to whatever franchise or movie or whatever is popular right now. One might say it's a surprise. It is a surprise. So we'll see what, uh, what that ends up being. Uh, the other kind of new stuff for this season of Run Disney is this one I'm actually really excited about. Um, and I'm kind of wondering if you have to be a runner to participate. But during the Princess Half Marathon Weekend, uh, they're going to be doing Disney Princess Sunrise Yoga. And that sounds like something I would participate in. That's um, fun. 
Now, the sunrise yoga has been something that they've done for cast members in the past. Mm -hmm. So, basically, the big hub area out in front of Cinderella Castle. Okay. Early, early in the morning. Sunrise, obviously. Yeah. Um, they They host... Yeah, right. They <laughs> That's host... when the sun rises for my eyes. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, so they'll do this sunrise yoga for cast members and they just have, you know, people all through the hub in front of the castle, bring your yoga mat and spread out. I never personally got to do it as a cast member. It just never worked out that I was yeah. either there at the right time or got signed up quick enough. Um, also wasn't really into yoga yet at that point, but I've mm-hmm. done a little bit now and I think that sounds so fun. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It says the professionally led yoga session will be the most magical way to prepare your mind and body for a race. Um, so I do think you have to be probably one of the participants. You have to be a participant or there have in some cases been, you can register as a participant, but you have like your, your people. So they'll have, for a lot of these races, they'll, uh, have expos, before the race so you mm-hmm. can go shop you can make sure you know if you needed to pick up some supplies for the race some tape or stuff they have like the tape you put on your body like if you have oh, a bad oh, knee like athletic tape or yeah like athletic tape okay. or that chafing gel like things that you might need for the race that you might have forgotten at home yeah. i thought you were talking about like some kind of tape for the the number Oh, and I was no. like, what? they do have like bib holders and stuff, and they also at these expos have exclusive merchandise, exclusive <gasps> shoes. I bet it runs off the shelves. Oh yeah, totally. Um, spirit jerseys. I know in the past, New Balance has done oh, cool. uh, Disney inspired shoes. Oh, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. There's some cool stuff. Um, and so what I was trying to get at, the point I was trying to make was. The expo, you could go if you were with a runner. Mm-hmm. Like, runners could have a certain number of guests attend the different things with them. Okay. So, I'm kind of like, if Derek, you know, if you were to go as a runner and I was your, like, support team or whatever, <laughs> would I be able to go do yoga too? Or do I have to stay at the hotel while you go do yoga? Because if that's the case, I might sign up to run just so I can go do yoga at the castle. That'd be fun. Um, like, most of the, the races are just fun runs, right? So, like... Um, so typically they'll have, um, they'll have throughout the weekend, like, uh, on Thursday they'll have like a kids race and then on Friday there'll be a 5k, Saturday is a 10k and Sunday's a half marathon or so on and so forth, depending on the weekend, depending on the race distances for that weekend. Um, so it just kind of depends. But cool. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I feel like a 5K would be fun to do on a vacation. Yeah. I feel like if you were doing a half marathon or higher, it would be kind of like that's the vacation is to go do that race. Oh, yeah. There's a then ton Disney of people. Is the plus. Yeah. There's a ton of people that go. I mean, we have a friend that has mm-hmm. gone in the past and she goes to Disney quite a bit, but she goes specifically for the races. Yeah. Uh, if she's going to run a half marathon, or a 10K, she's going for that weekend to do the race activities and to run the races. And then in her spare time, she'll go ride some rides and hang out at the parks. Um, <laughs> in between the, the first and second K. 
Well, I mean, typically the race is going to be early in the morning when it's not Mm -hmm. dying hot outside and before the parks open. That's true. Because these races go through the parks. They're not just... Oh, right. They're not just like on property. You go through Epcot or Magic Kingdom or wherever, you know, wherever they decide to place them at different times and different races. Usually it's Epcot because Epcot has such a massive parking lot. They can host the like race start in the parking lot of Epcot. Um, and then you run that run before from Epcot to Hollywood studios. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a, that's a nice little jog there. Um, but yeah, so typically you do at some points in the race, if it's a long race, you'll Mm -hmm. go on the highways at some point and they'll have the roads closed and whatnot, but you'll end up going through one of the parks at least if not more i think that's super i think cool. when it's the full marathon you run through epcot and magic kingdom but i'm not positive on that i could be wrong i know that you can do both at different races but i mm-hmm. think there's at least one or two races where you go through multiple parks that's super um, cool but yeah it is it's a neat thing so more details on that first race uh in november it's called the Wine and Dine Weekend, and that's, you know, that's an old one that they've had in the past. But this year, the Wine and Dine Weekend has a specific theme. It is called Wickedly Delicious, and it is celebrating the Disney villains. So hmm. another fun feature of these races, you're not just running at Disney through the parks. A lot of times they'll have spots throughout the race course where you can stop and take a picture uh, with a villain or... Whoever's um, themed that. Whatever the time. theme is, but typically it's not going to be someone that you can just meet wherever. Okay. So um, I know when I worked at Disney in 2018, they had the Star Wars weekend, mm-hmm. and I didn't end up working it as a character attendant, but a lot of my friends were trying to get into it. Um, and they were excited because, like, for example, Captain Phasma, she had a march through Hollywood Studios at the time, but you couldn't just, like, meet her and take a picture with her. Yeah. So, she's one of them. Darth Vader, who you can meet at times, but he's not as common. Yeah. Um, so, for this villain's race, I would assume probably you can get to meet, like, Jafar, oh, cool. who you don't see very often. Uh, I mean, the, the evil... guy from the frog movie... Oh, yeah, Dr. Facilier, you can meet him. Yeah, he would probably um, be one. Oogie Boogie. Oh, yeah, that would um, be cool. There's a lot, of, a lot of villains that people... That's like some people go to the Halloween party, for example, just to take pictures with, with like characters they can't normally take pictures with. Yeah. And a lot of times those are the villains. So I think that'll have a good draw for people. Um, I'm personally not as into the villains, but I know there are people that love the villains and that's awesome for them. Yeah, they're really um, cool. And their character designs are fabulous. Fabulous. So, um, the race courses will include a 5K, a 10K, and a half marathon. Okay. Um, there will also be what they're calling the two-course challenge. So, if you participate... <laughs> what? Is that like in one day? Or I, no, no, I'll no. let you keep talking. I, um, my brain so, so ran. I forget like certain details you don't know, but... So for the half marathon, they have like the goofy and the dopey challenges. And I think the goofy challenge is if you run both the half marathon and the marathon on Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. And then the dopey challenge was if you did both at Disney World and at Disneyland or something like that. I could have the details mixed up, but I remember there was something like that. 
Um, but the two course challenge is going to be if you do both the 10K and the half marathon. So basically K's. like on Friday you would do the 10K and on Saturday you would do the half marathon. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of running in two days, but I'm sure there will be some people that do it and I'm sure there'll be a really cool medal for it. Yeah. Um, and then. I didn't even think about the medals. See. Yeah. And mm. there are. Uh, we'll, we'll elaborate more in just a second, but there will also be, while we're still talking about wine and dine, there will also be a post race party at Epcot. Um, so it's going to be after hours, but it's going to allow the runners and their guests to experience the food and wine festival after hours without the park being open. To my knowledge, that's a first. Yeah. Um, I think in the past, the like wine and dine weekend has been, associated with the Swan and Dolphin Hotel, which is mm-hmm. not owned by Disney, but it's on Disney property. Yeah. Um, and they have their own kind of like food and, food and wine thing during that weekend. And so they would have like a party for the runners there. But it seems like Disney has kind of taken over the wine and dine race and they're doing their own thing with it. Okay. Um, I don't know all the logistics of all that and, you know, what all it meant for everybody, but it does seem like Disney's kind of making it more central to Epcot. Cool. Um, so that's really neat. And another thing that you were excited about medals, uh, huh. one of the other new additions to this year, I got excited about yoga and everything else, but <laughs> this season for Run Disney, all of the Run Disney races will have a virtual option. So what? for those of us who don't live in Florida, um, or if you're just not, you know, ready for a Disney trip yet, the races will be allowing run Disney fans across the country to participate, even if you can't make it to Disney World. So runners will be encouraged to run on the same morning of the on-site events. Um, You don't have to. You can run it on your own time. I don't know about if you can run it in chunks on different pacing. I imagine a lot of that's on the honor system. Well, yeah. But um, the virtual racers will receive the same finisher medals as the folks who go on in person. Oh, cool. Um, So that's really cool. I know for us, you know, as much as I would love to go do some of these races, I think that the the, uh, Princess Weekend sounds awesome with the yoga and everything. Mm -hmm. But I also know we live in Texas and we have other trips we might want to take in February and we can't take off every weekend. So... We only get so much vacation time. Yep. And... Uh, so, you know, potentially if, if you really think, oh my gosh, I gotta have those princess medals, do it at home. Um. I might. (laughs) You might. Uh, so then last little detail on the Run Disney stuff. The Wine and Dine is the first one, but looking ahead, they have announced that the 2022 Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend uh, which is kind of like the flagship event for Run Disney. Cool. It will be celebrating the most, the world's most magical celebration. I'm going to remember that title one day. Um, and so it will be all about the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney Sweet. World. So, 50th <clears throat> anniversary medals. Yeah, I know. I'm like, because <laughs> I don't know that we would be able to get over there in January, but I'm like, let's do some virtual races and yeah. get those 50th medals. Those will be get- really cool. Back into shape, then, I guess. I'm sure they'll be iridescent, <gasps> just like everything else is with the 50th. <laughs> um, so, anyway, a little bit of a light news week. Those are kind of our two big stories. There wasn't a ton 
just some random little reopenings and whatnot. Um, I thought the running stuff was really interesting. Like just the fact that that option for that's how people interact with Disney is starting Mm -hmm. to come back. Mm -hmm. And that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they announced run Disney. I don't even know. I guess I was in like junior high when they first started because it's been around a while. But really in the last few years, it's kind of blown up. And Mm -hmm. I know I was always really impressed when... Thankfully, you know, that was one of the cool things about working in the spring. Uh, both times I did my college program, I worked there in the spring. And people were always so excited to come to the parks with their medals on mm-hmm. and just celebrate that they had, you know, committed to this challenge and overcome it. You know, yeah. people of all ages, kids up to grandparents, everybody could participate. It was not, you know... Sometimes races and things are intimidating, but I've Mm -hmm. seen that the run Disney races, because Disney fans come from all walks of life, it makes running more accessible for a lot of folks. Mm -hmm. And just like me, I mean, I said, if I were to ever run a 5K or more, I can't even, honestly, I can't even imagine running more than a 5 or a 10K, but if I were to ever (laughs) try, the biggest motivator would be like, I get to go to Disney if I do this. Yeah. So, I think it's cool. And you get to run through Disney. Like, yeah. You get to see it in another version that you've... Mm-hmm. I mean, you've probably seen it before, but there's something, like, cool about not feeling strange that you're running through the park. Yeah. And all the character meet and greets, and there's mm-hmm. all kinds of really neat uh, parts of it. Um, but, yeah. So, moving on, we have a really fun This Week in Disney History... Um, so, have you peaked? No, but okay. I have been brushing up on my history, so I'm you ready. Have. No, I haven't. I've oh. been very busy at work. Okay, I was excited. I was like, I oh, what have you brushed up on? Interesting. I just, I just thought that would be funny to say to see your reaction, and it was! All right. Anyway. I don't know that you'll guess this one, because I didn't even know it. It was like a completely, I literally... Mickey so, Mouse was born. No. So, to prepare for the... That's in December, I'm pretty sure. Well, I didn't know. Anyway. But now I know. To prepare for this week in Disney history every week, I do a little Googling. And usually, whenever I find something, I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened that year. Okay, (laughs) that makes sense. This one, I was totally like, oh, cool. Hmm. Like, it was a completely new one to me. And I will give you a hint, since it's like an unknown thing. Okay. It is something that is very important to me, personally. Sam Eagle was born. No. Because it's America. No. Um, it's like something that is like a huge part of the Disney Parks experience to me. I don't know that this will help you, but anyway. A um, huge part of the Disney Parks experience? Yes. Um, so, this happened on July 3rd, 1985 at the Magic Kingdom huge part it's there, iconic there's one that's coming to mind but i don't know if it's really the park experience okay the windows with uh, brain fart on their names but the windows with well there's waltz, like all kinds of names there's waltz lots of different brothers names. stuff um no but i okay. mean huge part it, it's and when the, i say a huge no when i say a huge part of like the disney parks experience i don't mean like something that only disney fans would notice it's like an iconic well-known thing and it the happened statue. it happened for the first time in 1985 the partner statue no well i'm just thinking that's of not a thing that, are... that happens it, 
it gets put out and revealed. No, it happened for the first and the part oh, oh 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 the midnight parade with the lights nope okay you've guessed Aww. enough that was a good guess that was a really good guess well, I, that was once i finally figured out what you were attempting to like get at kind of like, like, yeah these are the things so july 3rd oh, 1985 it comes tinkerbell flew for the first oh. time at walt disney world yeah that that makes sense now you know how like i can't every time tink flies i'm like a bumbling mess i'm crying it's fine and i the first time i saw happily ever after wishes was very important to me it was just like the show throughout my entire childhood and throughout my first college program and so much so that the last time it one of the last times it was showing you like flew down for like a one day trip yeah after they announced that wishes was going away it actually went away like in may but we Mm -hmm. went at, at easter break we went for like less than 24 hours just to see wishes for last for like one last time for us yeah um but anyway um tink flew if i'm remembering correctly she flew pretty close to the beginning of that show and in happily Happily, ever after she doesn't fly to like the last second (laughs) like the very end it's kind of the the like crescendo is her flying and i watched that whole show the first time i was trying to enjoy it i was trying to like just be in the moment and like appreciate the music and the oh my goodness it's you'll be my heart and it goes in to see the light and i can't handle it but where's tink where's tink and then finally you know they start doing the like big ending song with jordan fisher singing and Mm -hmm. i think her name's ashley i like looked it up after i didn't know her name last episode and i'm pretty sure it's ashley something and now i've already forgotten anyway it's like the last song and i'm like oh my gosh the show's over and tink hasn't flown what's gonna happen oh my gosh i'm like freaking out and finally I'm not going to ruin it, but she does fly. And I was just like, yeah, I remember that. I remember you whipping around. You weren't with me. Well, I remember one time, was it because it was raining that we weren't sure if she was going to fly? Yeah. Yeah. Like it. Because I remember you whipping around and like going, she's got to fly and like hitting me. I was like, ow. That was, uh, that was my last time watching Wishes on my last college program. Oh, okay. And it was such a rainy night. Remember we had mm-hmm. that picture of us under the umbrella in front of the castle? Oh, yeah. And I was oh, yeah, like, was she's probably not going to fly, but at least we'll get to see the show, whatever. Yeah. And then it got close to that part and I could see her up and she I could see her prepped. getting ready to fly. And I was like, it's happening. Oh my goodness. And yeah, tears <laughs> were shed. Tears were already going to be shed that night because as, yeah. as much as I had like decided that Texas was where I needed to be, at least for the time being, and that, you know, Disney was not going to be my career path at, you know... The time being. The time being. Like, <laughs> I really thought I was going to move out there, do my college program, find a job, and stay in Orlando. And yeah. and I had decided, you know what, that's not the plan. That's not what's happening. I'm okay with that. I'm going to go home. I'm going to get married. We're going to have a good time. All is well. But it's still hard to leave. It's yeah. hard to, you know, let go of that. And so... It was just an emotional night. But, so all that to say, Tink is very important to me. So it was really cool to find this just out of the blue. I was like, what happened this week last, you know, in the history? And so it was interesting to find out. I didn't know this. Um, Tink used to only fly at Disneyland. Uh, So she started flying at Disneyland Resort in 1961. And guests at Magic Kingdom, which opened in 71, would always ask, where's Tink? Why isn't Tinkerbell flying? You know, is she in the fireworks show? Blah, blah, blah. And the answer was, Tinkerbell flies at Disneyland. (laughs) 
if you want to go see Tinkerbell fly, go to Disneyland, I guess. Yeah. Um, but a couple decades later, at Disney World, they finally decided, okay, you know what? Let's have Tinkerbell fly for special occasions and holidays. <laughs> so her first flight was the weekend of July 4th, 1985. Um, and it was just going to be a seasonal event, you know, just for, you know, special times. We get to have Tink visit. Turns out over 60,000 people turned out to see Tinkerbell fly. <laughs> and the guest reaction was so overwhelmingly positive that the management at Disney World decided, okay, we're going to do this every night. <laughs> this is a big deal. People want to see it really badly. Let's, That's crazy. Let's let people have this moment. Yeah. And it's just crazy to me because, I mean, like, from the time I went for the first time when I was five years old, I wanted to meet Mickey... I wanted to meet Minnie Mouse, excuse me. Oh, yeah. Mickey's great, but I wanted to meet Minnie. Yeah, um, duh. And I wanted to see Tinkerbell fly. And I wanted to ride Dumbo. I'm pretty sure those were like the three <laughs> things that I saw in every commercial oh, that I was like, okay. this is what you have to do when you go to Disney World. I was thinking about you in like just a vacuum and you're like Minnie Mouse, Tinkerbell, Dumbo. Yeah, like, I'd never even seen the Dumbo movie, but I'd seen so many Disney World commercials, because they had them in front of every VHS, and you know I Mm -hmm. wore those out, and I was like, I gotta go, I gotta see Tinkerbell, and I gotta meet Minnie Mouse, and I guess I'll ride Dumbo, and there you go. that's the only ride I've seen. Those are what you have to do when you go, and then turns out, um, have you ever ridden the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh? Because I rode it ten times in a row, and I don't even know if we actually ended up riding Dumbo, but... Anyway, I feel like we've ridden it we together. we have. I'm being sarcastic, okay. but yeah, that's what when I was a kid, like when I actually got there, that's what made an impression. But Tinkerbell it a lot like definitely Mr. did. Toad's adventure. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Yeah, sure. If that's but, what you want to call it. So, you know, the more you know, you would think that she's been flying since 1971 opening day, but she's a little bit. A little American. bit late to the party. She's a little bit American. She came, she came for July 4th and just stuck around. Oh, I guess so, yeah. I do find it funny, though, because now, like, July 4th is one of the few nights that she doesn't fly. Well, yeah. Like, if got, they're doing... It's like Santa. She's taking the day off. Well, but, like, not this Wait. year because things are weird, but typically they'll do... On July 4th, typically they'll do their, like, big tribute to America fireworks show. And, and Tink countries. doesn't fly during that. So it's just yeah. kind of funny that she made her debut the weekend of July 4th because it was a special occasion. And now it's like, you don't go that night. But whatever. <laughs> it's cool. It's a good little nugget of trivia to know. Yeah. And if I didn't know it, you can be guaranteed it's a good little trivia nugget. Because I know a lot of random Disney World trivia. So, on that note, <gasps> since we are celebrating America. Independence Day this Independence weekend... Day. We're going to have a tribute to all things American. What is it? A tribute a tribute to all countries, countries but, mostly but mostly America. America. But I was trying to think of a way to like make it a tribute to all Walt Disney World, but mostly the American parts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to kind of, I was going to do like a top 10 list and then I was going to focus in one area of the park. And then I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? We can save those things. Maybe next year we'll do like a deep dive on one specific American themed. But since this is our first 
Fourth of July for the podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna do. America. We can kind of just do like an overview of the uh, 1776. Yeah the the story of the revolution. We're going to deviate from the Disney theme, and we're just going to recite do a Hamilton history lesson. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just gonna do kind of like an overview of, you know, when we think America, when we think patriotism. The attractions, the shows and parades, the lands or areas of the parks, um, and then even some resorts that stand out. Oh, like the Polynesian. um, Not quite on my list. Part well, because like I'm just kidding. Part of Polynesian that Polynesian Islands is yeah, Hawaii Hawaii, is part of the United States. But there's like so much more to Polynesia. Oh I know. Is it Polynesia? That's probably wrong. I'm so sorry if I've offended someone. But pretty sure it's Polynesia. Is it Polynesia? Yeah. I don't know. And the Polynesian people. Well the I always heard like the Polynesian Islands or whatever. But I'll double check just because we don't want to be rude. Well yeah, like I'm constantly trying to learn about other cultures, but sometimes I don't know all the all the things. Um, but anyway, I, the Polynesian, I'm not including every resort that has anything to do with America ever. Yeah, so they are closely related to the people who are native to Polynesia. Okay, cool. Islands of the Polynesian Triangle. Okay. Thank, that's from Wikipedia, so if Wikipedia is wrong, we're sorry. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, let's start. With the attractions, since I know that's kind of like a big focus for folks. And a lot of what we're talking about includes these attractions. So I'm just going to highlight them first and then branch out. The first one's Dumbo. Dumbo. American AF. Well, it's in the circus part and circuses are pretty American. That's true. See, look, totally new perspective. This is what Derek (laughs) thinks of. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't. We were just talking about Dumbo earlier. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes Derek and I collaborate on the main topic, and sometimes I just kind of like create a list and we talk about it together. Today is a day where I created this, and Derek is going to be surprised by my choices. Yeah. Um, And judge them heavily. Okay. Not really. So a lot of these are super, super obvious, but we can just kind of chat about what we think of them. Um, so our first attraction, of course, is the American Adventure at Epcot. Um, Fun. It's... Classic. It's classic. It is... Gets updated every four years to eight years. <laughs> no, you're thinking of the Hall of Presidents. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, the American Adventure is just kind of like, how patriotic can we possibly be? And then we're going to crank it up to 11. <gasps> wow. Um, and... Like, some of it is not exactly, you know, some of it's a little bit, like, glossing over the details of maybe some negativity. Oh, yeah. But if you ever just want to feel, like, warm fuzzies and pride of how far we've come and, like, Mm -hmm. some American, you know, celebrating a lot of American icons... It's hosted by Ben Franklin and Mark Twain, which is kind of funny because they wouldn't have even known each other. There's a lot of humor in it. There's some parts that might make you tear up, like especially the video where there's like different people that like Obama is in the video and whether or not you like him, he did a lot. And he, um, when I say president, well, well, I'm trying to like gather my thoughts, but whether or not you like him, he was our first African-American president and Mm -hmm. that's a really big achievement. And 
when you see, you know, the story of America from, like, revolutionary times through Civil War, through Depression, you know, there's... It hits the highlights, of course. It's yeah. not going to hit everything. But it's just an inspiring show. And it's, like, very, like, warm fuzzies. Yay. Pride in our country. Good stuff. Mm. Um, and... It's air-conditioned. Nice. And that's so very helpful. if you're celebrating July 4th, it's a great place to get some AC. Um, and yeah, there's some really amazing, on a theme park nerd level, there's some really amazing animatronics. Ben Franklin walks across the stage, and that was oh, like cool. a thing that people thought couldn't be done with animatronics. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, good times. American Adventure, go check it out. It is like 30 minutes. I know you don't want to stop your theme park day for like 30 minutes to go watch a show. But if you have time, go do it. It's fun. It's a good time. Um, and that could be your break in the day. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's a great way to like calm down. Sometimes you might fall cool asleep, off. but hopefully don't because it's a good thing to watch. But it'll help you cool off, take mm-hmm. a breather, but still be entertained. You're not just like forcing yourself to sit down. Yeah. Um, so anyway, really cool. Good stuff. Then the next one is the Hall of Presidents, which you alluded to earlier. Yes. And again, whether or not you like the current president, it is still a room full of presidents. 40, well, it'll be 46 soon. Animatronics. Yes, just 45 right now, right? Yeah, I don't know if they've closed for refurbishment or not, but at some point there will be 46 in there. Um, It's still like a huge. Again, theme park nerd level, that's a lot of animatronics. And, like, as far as the technological advancements for that side of things, Abe Lincoln stands from his chair, which is a really cool engineering feat. Um, And, again, it's just patriotic. It's just inspiring. It's where we've come, where Mm -hmm. we've been. Um, And even though they are animatronics, it's kind of cool to just lose yourself in that like history world of what if all of these leaders of our country could be together because they're all in a room right yeah it's literally it's just a big stage and it's animatronics of every single president yeah um and then typically i don't know if they're you know they rewrite the show every time there's a new president and typically at the end of it the current president has like a little speech um so Unfortunately, because things have gotten really polarized, there have been instances of people like yelling in the middle or, you know, booing certain presidents. And that's, I don't like to be this way, but it is on both sides. I've seen Bush, Obama, I've seen them be booed, different people. Yeah. And that's not cool because like... That's not what we're here for. We're here for Disney. And if you don't want to see a president you don't like, don't go to the attraction. <laughs> Just if, if you're, you're going to go and enjoy it in good faith, then go enjoy it in good faith. I didn't mean to get on a rant. But... Yeah. And if your family wants to go and you don't, then go get a corn dog or something. Or a funnel cake. Yeah. There's a funnel cake thing around there. Or yeah. go watch those. Well, I don't want to allude to more, but there's singers over there, too. And they're really cool. Go watch them. That's at Epcot. Singing. You keep getting mixed up. Where were we weren't in Epcot already? We were in Epcot for the American Adventure. The Hall of Presidents is at Magic Kingdom. Ah, it is. Wait, really? Yes. In Liberty Square. As you can tell, the Hall of Presidents is not an attraction that we always hit every trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, 
It's not always your must-do attraction, but it is a fun one if you want to feel good American warm fuzzies. I 100% um, felt that, like, the meme of, like, the lady who is, like, doing math really hard in her head. Yeah. Of me trying to remember where this room where is. Where things are. And I was like... Yeah. It's near where we tried to get that one snack outside of Haunted Mansion, and they weird whatever happened right yeah i don't know what you're referring to but it is near haunted mansion okay yeah remember we wanted that really cool halloween snack and they were like we don't have oh, it oh yeah we went on a wild goose chase for some yeah. wedding cake but i remember um, talking to them for a long time about it so yeah but yeah for clarification for those of you who maybe don't know american adventure is in the World Showcase portion of Epcot. Where I thought the Hall of Presidents And was. the Hall of Presidents is in Liberty Square at Magic Kingdom. <laughs> we will talk more about these specific areas of the parks in just a moment. Um, yes. But yeah, both of them have things that could be controversial if you feel mm-hmm. certain ways about certain things. But if you go in with a spirit of like, you know what? I'm going to embrace don't ag- history. Yes. I don't agree with everything that's gone on in our nation past present or future but i do love this country mm-hmm. and this pays tribute to our history and that's cool that's yeah. how i feel about it yeah. so though if you can if you can see it in that lens then i definitely encourage these things for fun fourth of july america fun mm-hmm. um anyway third thing is way less weird and controversial feeling whenever people are weird about it yeah um muppet vision 3d wow <laughs> so we've obviously, been alluding to this the whole show yeah the whole thing isn't uh patriotic per se but you cannot ignore sam eagle coming in with a tribute to all nations but mostly america it is hilarious it is like i don't know it's probably one of my favorite inside jokes of the parks yeah um i know when i went the summer after my senior year, the group I was with, that's like all we could quote the whole rest of the, t- it's so the trip. It's so good. It's the, like, personally, that ride doesn't do much for me. I know you like it. I love the but... Muppets. I can't help it. And I was just going to say, I think it is in a way patriotic all the way through because oh, yeah. next to Mickey Mouse, I can't think of a group of characters much more like American than the Muppets. Yeah. But um, I do. But anyway. I, I usually go... Because of the enjoyment of getting to see that part. Yes. <laughs> just his, like, deadpan face just being like, I don't know, it's yes. great. I love it. Sam Eagle is a sarcastic, dry comedy mm-hmm. hero um, that we don't deserve, but that we are blessed with. Yes. Um, And then fourth attraction that I think is just kind of like, kind of classic America, the Carousel of Progress. It Which embodies. we've all ridden. I showed Derek. If you have, if you don't know what we're referencing, a couple of episodes ago, I mentioned I the Carousel of Progress. Two. Yeah, I mentioned the Carousel of Progress because it is like probably my second favorite attraction in all of Walt Disney World. And Derek was like, "I don't think I've ridden that." And I was like, "How? How <laughs> have you, were, you not?" You were so insistent that I have, and she showed it to me, and I was like, "I've never seen I'm any of this." I'm still pretty sure you went like the very first time, but it's been so long you don't remember it. I, I mean, I, maybe I fell asleep, but I really it's quite possible. I mean, I remember at least twice us walking by it with the intent of going in, and then and it, it was being down. down. 
Yeah, that's like, that's possible. We would leave Space Mountain. I, I we would walk past it. I distinctly remember standing outside of it with you at one point and being like, we're going to ride the Carousel Progress. I don't remember what happened after I that. I think it was down. Like, you were like, Derek, this is... You were so excited about it. And we walked up and it just said closed for refurb or something. And you were like, oh, man. Well, on our next trip, we're riding it. Okay. I'll if save my nap If it's for down for rehab... For rehab. For rehab. Oh, Lord. Lord of <laughs> What's mercy. his name? What's the guy? Uh, the dad. Yeah. Um, John, I think. John has a drinking problem and hey, they gotta, like, help him out. His animatronic, like, completely went on the fritz <laughs> last year and it looked like that. But anyway. Oh, that's great. Um, if it's down for refurb, we're gonna just, like, camp out till it reopens because we, we just, have to ride it. We can, we can ride the people mover and act like we're riding it because it goes through there, right? Or no. It goes around it. Still uh, doesn't go through it. Well, we you asked pretend. last time if it went through it. It doesn't go through it. It goes through Space Mountain. Um, Which is, t- that ride is terrifying if you go in during Halloween and you ride the People Mover because Space Mountain is dark. So just for like two minutes, you're just on this slow moving train. In- Space Mountain is dark year round. No, no, no. But like during Halloween, they turn all the lights off. Oh, Remember? it's like completely, completely dark. Yeah. So you're on this People Mover through the Space Mountain thing, which yeah. normally you can see the stars, and you can see like the train about to shoot off with the rocket. I like, guess start. so. Yeah. <laughs> I was terrified because it was it was like claustrophobia. It's like completely dark. The, and I was just like, I have to get off of this thing, but I can't because I'm in this just black. You're gonna box. get run over by a roller coaster if you try to get out right now. <laughs> Um, I was like, I don't like this. And then we popped out and I was like, everything's fine. Freedom. Anyway. America. America. um, (laughs) See? Segwayed back. Wow. Way to go. Proud of you. Professional. Carousel Progress. Not only it has like a whole scene that takes place on 4th of July. Oh, cool. But also it's just all about the American ideals of progress and believing in the future, believing in tomorrow. And Mm -hmm. even if today is... You know, not what we want it to be. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Just a day away. Just yeah. a dream away, I think is the actual lyric. But it's it's lovely. And it's American. And it's optimistic and joyful. And it's great. Good times. Yeah. Um, so, moving on. Shows and parades. So, you mentioned earlier. Is this number five or... Was... We're not doing numbers. We're just oh, doing you categories. Said four last, so I wasn't sure what we were well, doing. Well, the fourth attraction. Ah, gotcha. So we had attractions. There were four of them that I thought I were like the pinnacle of like American patriotic attractions. Catching on. A lot of our list is also just to be you know honest. Um, I don't think that Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom appear on our list at all. That's not to say that they're not good or fun, but there's just not a lot of like. Americana. Americana patriotism. I mean, Animal Kingdom is all about, like, the world and the animals of the world. And there's, like, Dino Land yeah. USA is a little bit Americana, but it's not, like... It's very Americana <laughs> when they put the stuff on the dinosaurs. Was Didn't we walk by at one point and they had, like, a hat on? Or, like, a... Am I making that up? Was that in a dream? They decorate it for Christmas. Maybe that's what I thought of. And he they had, like, a, a Santa Christmas hat. hat. On it. That's probably what it was. Probably that's said, pretty That's pretty American. Yeah, yeehaw. Christmas um, is America, right? But, I mean, it's not, like, none of it is themed to, like, the American, I like, I don't Dream know. Dream and ideas. Yeah, and yeah, it's, like, patriotism. not, like, go America. Which is fine. It doesn't have to be. But for this list, 
that's what we're going for. And then Hollywood Studios, I like wanted to put some Hollywood Studios in here. There used to be a whole area that was like the streets of America and that would have made this list. But right now Hollywood Studios is in kind of a state of flux. I guess there is, okay, Muppet Vision is at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. And, if you, but, and if you just think about Hollywood Studios as a recreation of Hollywood, yeah. that's Americana. Yeah. But there's no real, in a like, way. there's no real, like, colonial area. Yeah. Or, like, well, and old a lot of, a lot of, when I get into the, the like, 50s, though, the what? 50s and 60s are pretty real, well represented in Hollywood studios. Yeah. And when I get into, like, details in the parks and just kind of random little nuggets that are throughout the parks, I wanted to put Hollywood studios because it is, like, Sunset Boulevard. And, mm-hmm. but so much of it is, like, a fictional history and a lot of this does have touches of fictional and rose-colored glasses but a lot of the stuff in hollywood studios there's not like a direct tie to like this was meant to symbolize this actual historical event yeah so just let it be known i do appreciate the recreation of hollywood and i do appreciate the like 50s and 60s kind of stuff but it just none of it was like americana to me okay so i can see that I was just saying that argument could be made. Yes, and I agree with that. But I don't. I don't know anything about. I I, I know stuff about. But I was just sitting here while you were talking about Animal Kingdom. I, I can't make an argument against you there. I don't. I, don't. I mean, like Dinoland USA, it's the street side amusements of the. That's probably Route sixty six. Like to me, that's not like that. I mean, anyway, it has yeah. USA in the title. Yeah, and it's fun and cool. But anyway. It, cool if you fun. think that it is way more patriotic than Liberty Square, then you can tell us on our Instagram comments or in an email, and we will be happy to talk about it. And we'll probably go, oh, oh yeah, of course, we forgot about yeah. blank. And like I said earlier, this is our first year, and I just wanted to do kind of the most like general yeah. woo-woo Americana general. stuff. That's American, too. General Americana? Um <laughs> If you don't anyway. know what we're referencing, watch How I Met Your Mother and pretend that we did a salute with that because we did. We did you don't um, have to pretend. We did the thing. We'll just imagine our salute our that they can't see. Our cat is facepalming herself because she's so embarrassed at her parents. Um, But yeah, I don't know why I got on that tangent about why I didn't include. I guess just because I was kind of getting self-conscious about how so much is at Epcot Magic Kingdom. But, yeah, but it is what it is. Those are the list. parks. Those are the parks that kind of embrace these things. So... Back to the list, shows and parades category. Ooh. The ah. must do, if you want to just feel proud to be an American with no reservation, find out when the Voices of Liberty are performing at Epcot in the American Adventure Rotunda. Most days they're there occasionally they'll be doing different stuff. I know right now they've been doing different sets at the America Gardens Theater, which is across the walkway from uh, the American Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure their set there is phenomenal too, but inside the rotunda at the American Adventure, they do short little performances throughout the day. They're usually not like on a schedule. They're just kind of, you know, the people at the attraction can usually tell you when they're expecting them to be there. Yeah. But they come out and they're dressed in like colonial garb and they do an acapella set of just like 
American, you know, America the Beautiful and the Star Spangled Banner and um, even some kind of old like hymns and stuff. And I tell you what, like, it is the simplest thing and it brings me to tears every time. It is beautiful. It's so fun though. They're so talented. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes at Disney we get caught up in the animatronics and the Star Wars and the fireworks and the newest, biggest, brightest, baddest technology. And this is just a group of people who are phenomenal singers without any instruments, just singing acapella. And when I say singing acapella, they're not doing like acapella pitch perfect where they make the, they're just singing. Mm -hmm. They're just harmonizing. And it is incredible. It is beautiful. Yeah. It's more choral than, um, yeah. Like acapella. I mean, it is acapella, but it's more of just them singing the songs. Yeah, it's a different style. It's not like, Mm -hmm. it's It's not not like an acapella. (laughs) It's not like pentatonics. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's choral, but it's acapella. They don't have like a piano or something. I'm sure they could. So beautiful. So beautiful. Um, And their show, usually their show, like right now at the American Gardens Theater, they're doing like the Disney songbook. And sometimes when they do stuff like that, they will get more in the like pitch perfect style. Yeah. But anyway, this is one thing. If you don't have time to do the American Adventure, you don't want to sit in that theater for 30 minutes. I get it. Make time to see the Voices of Liberty. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go ride the ride. You can go in the building, watch them sing, and then leave. Yep. But it's worth it. I or promise. Or just pop your head in, listen for a few minutes, and then keep on going after you get a corn dog. But if you do, America. you're not going to want to leave because they're yeah. amazing. Plus, it's freezing in there, and it's such a nice, like... <laughs> Just break. It's a good break. Just be aware if you go in when you're like if it's raining and you go in there, prepare to walk out as an ice cube. Yes, because um, America does not skimp on AC apparently. Yeah. So then another parade, another like show parade thing. It's a little parade called the Electric Water Pageant, um, and I'm sure there are plenty of people that have been to Disney. Before. Multiple times that don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. It do I? is. You've seen it before when we're waiting on the monorail after uh, not so scary. Oh, oh yes, I have. Yeah. And I was very confused. Yeah. As to so what was happening in the Seven Seas Lagoon, which is the big lagoon out in front of Magic Kingdom, which all the the three monorail resorts are all around it. Basically, mm-hmm. there is a little like. It's a parade, but it's all in little barges, and they have just panels on them that light up. And so these little light-up panels go through the lagoon, and there's music time to them, and they do, like, little under-the-sea medley. They do uh, little, like, frogs and stuff. Like, they do little, they light up. And they make pictures with the lights, and they move, and they do little scenes with the lights. But there's a section of it that's all Americana with the flags oh, is, and the do 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 do. Um, <laughs> it's just a really cute, fun, old school uh, attraction. It's not heavily advertised. Um, it's kind of just a thing you can it see. Just, it's like one of those really fun things to just like stumble upon. Mm-hmm. But if you plan to watch it, it can also be really fun. Like go to the Polynesian, get your doll Whip, sit on the banks of the lagoon, you know. On, there's like little beaches and little mm-hmm. chairs and stuff. 
just hang out and enjoy this cute little show. And then wait for the fireworks to go off at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. So most nights it runs uh, close to the closing of Magic Kingdom. You can always look up on Disney's site when it's gonna uh, when it's gonna run. Um, I'm trying to look. I usually have stuff like this pulled up, but it just hit me. I should look up <laughs> when it um, normally occurs. No, like when it started, because it's been going oh. on. Watch a it be long this week time. as well. No, like. Since, like, what year it started? I know, but this week, that year. Oh, 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 like, oh. Our, like, this could have been the history thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it has changed a little bit through the years, but I'm pretty yeah. sure most of it has stayed consistent. Uh, so, the pageant was originally presented for the dedication of the Polynesian Luau oh, on fun. October 26, 1971. So, it's been there since almost the very beginning. Um Cool. And, yeah, it's just got, like, the flags and... They call their Americana section Flags and Stars. Um, It's a salute to America set to patriotic musical medley of God Bless America, Yankee Doodle, and your grand old flag. And it's just sweet and fun. Yeah. And, yeah, good stuff. Um, And then, finally, of course, you have the 4th of July fireworks. Unfortunately, not this year. Oh, right. Um, but fireworks are still happening on July 4th. It's just not the fireworks. Right. The spectacular seasonal... of July 4th. Yeah. From what I understand. So um, it has a name. Stars and Stripes Forever. Most people just call Happily it like the 4th of July fireworks. But I know that the show actually has a name. Mm-hmm. Um I'm just not seeing it on my quick little Google search. Cipher. I could have told it to you like yeah. 10 minutes ago, but I've completely forgotten it's it. It's happily ever America. Um, or freedom. With no. a little like star flying over it. No, 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 no. What about? Celebrate America, a 4th of July concert in the sky. I don't know why I couldn't remember all that. <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. Right. J- but- just like. Yeah. Other things. Yeah. So, typically, they do this on July 3rd and 4th. It is one of the most crowded times of the year for Walt Disney World at Magic Mm -hmm. Kingdom. It is one of the most crowded times of the year for a reason, because this fireworks show is incredible. Um, I got to go in 2015. We went on July 3rd. Oh, wow. And it was packed. We got there probably at least an hour early, if not two hours early, and we were like almost to the end of Main Street because it was so packed. And when Jeez. I say the end, I don't mean the end closest to the castle. No, you mean um, like where the, the yeah. opening is that the like by the train turns station and leaves. Yeah, um, but it's three sixty, yeah. so they launch fireworks both behind the castle. And over in, like, Tomorrowland and Adventureland somewhere. And, like, at the train station. So, if you're standing on Main Street or in front of the castle, you have fireworks literally completely surrounding you. It is so cool. I, I know most people, and I'm this way too, I hate dealing with crowds at Disney. If I were to go on a vacation there, I generally would not pick the week of 4th of July because it is so crowded. 
But if you have the opportunity to go see this show, like deal with the crowds and go because it is so cool. Um, if you just cannot deal with crowds, totally understand some alternate viewing locations. You can go see it from the Polynesian on the beach. Mm-hmm. You can go see it from the Grand Floridian. Again, they have a little beach there. You can go watch it. Uh, if you want to make an evening of it and spend a little cash, you can go make a reservation at the uh, Contemporary Resort at the California Grill, which mm-hmm. is a restaurant at, on the top of that resort. It probably would be crowded on July 3rd and 4th because yeah. of this reason. But if you make a reservation there, you can go view fireworks on their observation decks at the top of the hotel. And I imagine that's a pretty awesome view for that show. Yep. Um, but yeah, it is just like patriotism overload it's so cool so good obviously fourth of july is like the fireworks holiday i don't know what it is but we like to blow things up in america and we like sparkly (laughs) things and it unites the two and it's just really awesome so definitely check that out if you ever get a chance um so those are like the shows and parades. I would have included honorable mention to my dearly departed Main Street Electrical Parade because it has like a whole incredible Americana section. And if I ever got to dance at Disney, if I ever like if a genie was like, I will grant you a wish, what would you like? Man, that's a I would cheap be like, genie. He's just going to give you one? Okay, whatever. I've already used the other two on stuff. Oh, I don't okay. know. Um, I would be like. I would like to be one of the dancing America girls in the Main Street Electrical Parade, please. Like, bring the parade back and let me be in it. I want to dance with the bacon float. That's a that's th- that's your three wishes. You and I jokingly bring the parade back, be in it, and get to be one of those girls. There's okay, your three. sure. Those are my three wishes. Thank you, Jeannie. Um, and yeah, it's just like I don't know. It's just really great. There yeah. was a huge float. It was like. I want to say 14 feet long. I don't know. It was gigantic. And it was this giant American flag. And it I say the bacon float jokingly, but sometimes oh. people call it that because the the red and white stripes, when it was such a long, skinny float, it was mm-hmm. like, it looked like bacon towards the end whenever you didn't have the stars and stripes, like the stars part of stars and stripes. Nice. Um, but anyway, bacon's American too. That's like... Delicious. It's like one of our food groups. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Go to YouTube and watch the Main Street Electrical Parade just for that part because it just makes my heart happy. Or the rest. It's a fun parade. I'm the kid that like learned the choreography and would do it with the people in the parade because I'm so cool. Wow. Um, so, yeah. But those are the ones to check out other than the Main Street Electrical Parade. Bring it back, Disney, please. Um, but then, just some little details in the parks that you can Ooh. check out that don't require waiting in line or uh-huh. making it to a show on time. Um, in Liberty Square in the Magic Kingdom, it is, I mean, the whole area is themed to, like, revolutionary times in New England. Yeah. Um, there's, like, a Liberty Tree, which is from the movie and book Johnny Tremaine, and there's 13 lanterns hanging from it to represent the 13 colonies. Cool. Uh, the Hall of Presidents is the attraction there. There used to be a show that was the great moments in history, but mostly the American parts, done by the Muppets. They came out of the windows at the top of the building <laughs> and did a show. Maybe, hopefully, that'll come back after things start continuing to get back to normal but i don't know if it will let's hope it does it's really funny uh there's liberty tree liberty tree tavern which is a restaurant over there there's lots of little 
areas, lots of little details. There's a whole Christmas shop over there. Um, and every part of that land has little nods to American history, but probably one of the most fabled and um, interesting ones is the Liberty Bell. So Ooh. in the middle of Liberty Square, there is a replica of the Liberty Bell. Mm -hmm. If you had asked me yesterday about that, I would have told you this whole thing about how for the centennial or the bicentennial, actually, uh, there were 50 replicas of the Liberty Bell made, and each state got one. Um, and Disney asked Philadelphia, since they already had one, or I guess Pennsylvania, the state, not the town. But still, like, they already had the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia, so they, they got theirs from them. And Disney has one, so Florida's the only state that has two. Yeah. That's not true. <gasps> I found you out lied today. to me. It's an urban legend. I had no idea. It is a cast... So the one at Disney is a replica of the Liberty Bell, and I believe it's from the same cast, but okay. it is not part of the 50 that were made for each state. Okay. Um, it is that the one that was made for Pennsylvania is in a church in Pennsylvania uh, where they actually kept the real Liberty Bell during the revolution so the British couldn't get it. Oh, that's um, pretty cool. Yeah, so they do have a replica of the Liberty Bell at Disney World, but all of that history of it is not true, <laughs> which is kind of a bummer because I'm like, wow, I've told a lot of people that thinking it was true. Um, but just goes to show. Spreading lies. You gotta fact check. And I mean, this was like a widespread, like everyone accepted it as truth. And it's then really cool story. I, I like Googled it and there's an article this woman went like to the Liberty Bell Museum and got to the bottom of it and it wasn't true. So, nice. um, provided she's telling the truth. Well, she consulted the actual like Liberty Bell historians. So I'm pretty well, sure then. she got good info. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, it's still neat to see. It's still like the center of the land. And there's also the Liberty Bell, uh, paddle wheel boat spelled oh, yeah. B E L L E. And it goes from Liberty Square around uh, the Rivers of America, I'm pretty sure it's called. And it goes through, like, Frontierland as well, which is also pretty, like, American West. Um, but, yeah, so if you want a good, like, 4th of July revolutionary era feeling, Romp. go hang out in Liberty Square, get you some food, get you some funnel cake. Or a corn dog. I actually don't know if there's any in that area. I think you can get a corn dog at Sleepy Hollow Refreshments, which is in Liberty Square. Okay. But not a hot dog. <gasps> if you want a hot dog. You got to go to a more American place, which is. You got to wait because I'm not there yet. Oh, okay. Up next is the American Adventure at Epcot, which actually you could probably get a hot dog there too. Hold on. Um, I know you can What's get a funnel cake there. called? The, it's also called the American Adventure. I know it's confusing. So, that's why I got confused. But the American so, Adventure is in Magic Kingdom. No, right? it's not. I'm so confused. The Hall of Presidents is at Magic Kingdom. When the American Adventure is at Epcot, <laughs> the Voices of Liberty are at Epcot. I know them because we've seen them. All right. <laughs> I don't know why you're so confused, but it's hilarious. Yes. Of course, naming two things the same thing is perfectly fine. But it's in the same place. So it's the oh. American Adventure Pavilion, and inside of the... Is that where we saw the Moana read the thing? For Christmas? Yes. Okay. 
I'm putting myself you in were com- It wasn't Moana. Who was it? I'm pretty sure when we were there, it was Pat Sajak. Moana did it like on TV. Are you The voice sh- actress of Moana. Sure. Maybe it was both of them. We're off topic. This is no, not the topic right now. No, we aren't. It's perfectly fine. Anyway, back to the American adventure. <laughs> the American... So, just for clarification, since we've been on a wild goose chase... At Epcot, you have World Showcase. It is the area of the park that is different countries, and it's got, like, kind of snippets of their culture. Because Epcot is already in America, the area of World Showcase devoted to America was not just called the United States. It's called the American Adventure because oh. it's based in the past. So all the all of the all of the countries in Epcot, you know, you have I'm not going to list them all, but like for example, Mexico, Japan, China, Norway, those are all about the the history and the culture of those places in general. Mm-hmm. The American Adventure is specifically based on like the Independence Hall era of America. Um, and I believe the American Adventure building is a replica of Independence Hall. If not, it's like of the style. Um, Fun. I might be getting things mixed up, but it is it is based on that time in America's history. You mm-hmm. know, the time of the revolution, similar to Liberty Square. I know it's confusing, but it's very similar in two different parks. Um, America. But it's more than just the attraction there. We've already talked about Liberty, uh, the Voices of Liberty, but there's also a restaurant there um, that is pretty new. They used to have just like a quick service burgers and fries place, and now mm-hmm. they have the Regal Eagle, which Ooh. is a barbecue restaurant, and it's all Sam Eagle themed. Um, and there is a funnel cake stand. I knew about that one. Yeah. That one's no, there's no confusion there. Yeah. That one I had locked in. Mm-hmm. I know you did. Because that's, you know where that funnel cake is. Yeah. I never have gotten one. Maybe once. But I know where it is. Absolutely. <laughs> you keep tabs on all the funnel cake. Yes. Um, And then also, like, in the... During the festivals, they'll have a stand there that serves, like, American food of different... Like, for the festival of the holidays, they'll serve, like, turkey and dressing. And for yeah. food and wine, they'll serve barbecue sandwiches or, you know, whatever they decide each year to do. Um, Pizza. So, the building... Okay. I was I was a little bit confused, but I was on the right track. So, the building that is the centerpiece of the American Adventure Pavilion uh, is was intended as a, quote, people's mansion. They took design cues from the classic Georgian style of the late 1700s, um, which included uh, inspiration from Colonial Williamsburg, Independence Hall, Thomas Jefferson's Monticello, and the Old State House in Boston. So it was based partly on Independence Hall, but it's not a replica. Gotcha. Um, But anyway, it's... Again, it's a part of the park that just is completely paying tribute to America and our history and our ideals. Um, but yeah, it's pretty neat. And there's Fine. there's so many more details to all of this than I'm getting to. I'm just giving you an overview of where to find the American items, warm, warm fuzzies and history and details inside the American Adventure 
building, there's tons. There's like historical artifacts. Occasionally there will be exhibits. They just mm-hmm. did an exhibit on the history of like jazz in America be- because oh, cool. of the movie Soul. Yeah. Uh, there's... Within the attraction where the show takes place, there's statues of different American heroes that all represent different um, ideals and uh, morals that we hold. Yeah. But And potentially that could be something that we explore further. But I just want to give people an overview of, like, here's where you get the American stuff. Nice. And the cool, fun Fourth of July themed adventures. Um, so, yeah. Last but... For sure, not least, I almost made this episode like a deep dive just on this specific location, Uh-oh. but I decided that would be for another day and we would just do more general stuff today. But to me, if you want to feel Americana, happiness, fun, optimism, you cannot beat Main Street USA. What? So... Just some of the things that are there. So, first of all, I have always been under the impression and heard from different fan sites and different uh, podcasts. And even, I believe, from a tour I took at Disney. I can't remember if we talked about this or if I made it up. But I have always heard that on Main Street USA, unless it's, like, decorated for Halloween or Christmas, it is meant to be 4th of July every day. Mm Mm-hmm. I was going to talk more about that. I was going to like dive into it. But when I tried to find information about that, I only could find one or two places and nobody really had a source. Yeah. So I don't know if that is still the case or if that was like an original idea with Imagineering that has since been kind of lost. Oh. But um, I definitely still get the vibes of yeah. the 4th of July at the turn of the century. I mean, they do still have a lot of quote-unquote, American flags. Fun fact, most of the flags on Main Street are not real American flags because if they were, they would have to lower and raise them every day or have them lit. Most of them don't have enough stars to be real American flags. Um, Very clever. Very clever, Disney. There is one real American flag on Main Street USA, and it is the one in the... When you first walk in, there's kind of a rounded out area. And there is one big American flag on the flagpole there. And every day um, during normal time, they're not currently doing this because it usually creates a crowd and they're trying to avoid crowds at the moment. But most days they do what they call the flag retreat, which is where the flag is retired for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And it takes place there at typically it's around like five o'clock um, it just depends on the day, depends on when the sun's going down and what activities are taking place. Uh, but it is a a salute to America, the spirit of America, to veterans. Um, they say the Pledge of Allegiance and they have like a trumpet fanfare. Cool. And the American flag is lowered while the Star Spangled Banner plays. And typically... Um, They don't include this on the Walt Disney World website, so I don't know that this is something that always happens, and I don't know that it's something they necessarily advertise because they don't want to, like, guarantee it, but I have seen in the past, and I do know that typically they do include a veteran, and I believe they give him the flag, or her, him or her, excuse me. I believe they would give the veteran the flag because... um, That's super cool. 
Yeah, I don't know that they always do that, but I have seen in the past where a veteran was there to help with the ceremony and they gave them the flag that flew that day at Magic Kingdom. So it's just a neat thing that they do, a way for them to honor uh, our service members. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Walt Disney was very patriotic. He was very insistent that his parks were a tribute to the ideals that created America. I mean, he said that in the opening speech of Disneyland. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really cool that they have carried that tradition on in things like this, that they're very cognizant of our nation's history and that, you know, what makes us special and the sacrifices that are made to continue our nation and, and Walt's continue wishes to be, and his how he felt about yeah, America too. Yeah, and you know, continue to improve our country. Yeah. So that's really cool. If you know they're not doing it currently, but when it comes back, definitely if you're in the park, check it out. Um, and then you know, all up and down Main Street, it is meant to be the turn of the century. There are you know fun little shows and like the dapper the dance. dapper dance perform, and it's all like. Old school, you know, the idealism of what America was like at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, Casey's Corner. That's where we're headed. So as you walk from the flag down Main Street, you you encounter these things. You might encounter the mayor or someone running for mayor or, you know, just different little fun characters. There are characters on Main Street. They're not always out there, but they do exist. I've seen a few, but I haven't seen the mayor ever yet. Well... The guy that, the person that uh, was the mayor for a long time actually has passed away. Oh, no. Um, but Are they reelecting a new one? I don't know. Well, I haven't been since he passed. Oh. Um, but yeah, he he was there occasionally. He wasn't always there because he was getting older. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a thing. There's like random little, there's like suffragettes and, you know, fun, fun little people. I have people. seen them. Yeah. They, they actually will interact with you and talk with you and stuff. Yeah, the mayor would too. He just wasn't always there. I have what? a picture with the mayor. Oh. Yeah. Did you vote for him? Um, I couldn't find the voting booth, and I'm not a citizen, so... Of, of that time frame? <laughs> I'm not a citizen of that town. I was registered to vote in Texas, Plus so... Then you probably couldn't vote. Mm, yeah, hence the suffragettes, I mean. <laughs> um, but anyway, there's like old school ice cream parlor and all these fun little things. But then at the end, on the corner, on the left, if you're facing the castle, is Casey's Corner. Yeah. And I've saved this for last... Because it reopened today. And you know what they serve there? Hot dogs. Corn, oh, I was going to say corn dogs. They're not corn. Well, they serve corn dog nuggets, but their main dish is a hot dog, which what is more American than hot dogs at and a baseball themed restaurant? Yeah. And it smells so good in there <laughs> if you like sauerkraut, which yes. I do. And I like to just stick, I don't mind the line in that building because I get to just smell the like hot dog toppings. Yeah. So if you couldn't tell by now, we love Casey's Corner. Yeah, uh, it's we, one of our favorites. We eat there like at least once a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I love me some corn dog nuggets. I also, they do like a hot, I don't know if they, they're probably not right now, but. Um, but they usually They do. have in the past done like a hot dog of the month. Mm-hmm. And then at Christmas time, they do the 12 days of hot dogs. <laughs> 
which is really fun. Yeah. Um, they we've just got a few. We had a few when we went. Yeah, like, we had out. If the hot dog of the month looks like something I'd like, I mm-hmm. will definitely try it. Um, it's not always up my alley, but like one time they had they're like usually a, intense. Like there's a yeah, lot of yeah, they're usually stuff on like them. ridiculous. I think one time I had one that was like it had uh like buffalo sauce and ranch and chips and stuff on it but it was really tasty i remember having like Um, a very big chili cheese dog yeah one that i i'm pretty sure i tried to eat it like a hot dog where you Uh pick it up and i was just like nope i think i had like fried onions on it and stuff. yeah yeah Uh, i remember there was one with fried onions on it it was really good but you had to eat it with a fork yeah it was like it was it went past hot dog into almost casserole like (laughs) territory Gross. Well, because there was so much stuff on the hot dog, right? Like, you couldn't help it. But yeah, it's a very, it good, it's very special and very American. Yeah. Um, to me, it's like perfect Fourth of July. All right, here we go. We go to Magic Kingdom. We uh, go to Liberty Square. Take take a spin on the Liberty Bell boat. <laughs> Just on the Liberty Bell, they're like, "Hey, yeah. get off of that!" And we're like, "Wait, it's not real." Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Have a funnel cake for breakfast. Um, I don't know, go to the Christmas shop, have some Casey's for lunch, hang out on Main Street, eat some ice cream, trade some pins, shop at the Emporium, and then stake out a spot for those fireworks. That is, like, awesome. Steaks American, too. No, Oh, my gosh, yeah. So, those are, like, the the in-the-park things that's, like, kind of your must-do if you want to do all the uh, ultra-patriotic stuff. Um, if you want to explore some resorts... Just a oh, quick right. overview. I'm not going to go like deep into detail because I know that we're like, we've talked about this a long time. Yeah. We don't really know what our time frame on these are. We're just having fun talking. But yeah, it, we're just, this one is running fairly long, so we're going to start closing it up. But anyway, resorts. We're just, I mean, I don't think, I don't know. Y'all can let us know if you don't like our podcast to be long. But to me, I listened to a three hour podcast the other day and didn't even realize it. So I'm just kind of like, let's talk till we're done talking and then we'll see how long it ends up. But we may talk some more. uh, I did make kind of a list of just like the resorts that are themed around American places. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of go through it, but then I'm going to stop and go through at the end. I'll kind of point to the ones that are like especially patriotic kind of vibes. Because some of them are just like. In an American location. That doesn't necessarily mean that they... Kind of like Hollywood Studios. Like, it pays tribute to a part of America, but it's not necessarily like... American. Fourth of July vibes, you know? The ones that I could think of just off the top of my head as I was sitting here kind of contemplating all this was... uh, The Wilderness Lodge, Grand Floridian, Boardwalk... The Boardwalk Inn Resort, I guess is what that's called. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Yacht and Beach Club... Port Orleans, Saratoga Springs, Old Key West, Fort Wilderness. Uh, The Contemporary, sort of, it's not exactly, like, based on a place, per se, but it is based on, like, that American ideal of what the future would look like at the time it was built. Yeah. Um, We talked about Polynesian earlier. Part of the Polynesian vibe is Hawaii, and obviously that's our 50th state. 50th? 49th? I That's so embarrassing 50th. that I don't know that. I'm pretty sure it was the 50th state, but if it wasn't, I'm so sorry, Hawaii. To Wikipedia, I'm pretty sure it was. It, it was either that or Alaska. One of those was. Right. That's why I was like, wait, 49th? I don't know. My brain. Um, 
Other than that, I think most of the resorts take are like set in different locations or based on the history and the the inspired by different locations. If I'm missing one, I'm so sorry, but it was the 50th. Okay, cool. Or I assume it said it admitted to the union August 21st, 1959, 50th. Yeah. Okay. So I thought I had read something the other day about it being the 50th state, but I wanted to make sure I wasn't speaking out of my behind. Um, But yeah, out of those, like, if you want kind of Victorian era beach resort kind of feelings, um, the Yacht and Beach Club, the Boardwalk, and the Grand Floridian are all kind of in that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to highlight the Boardwalk because it's based on, like, Atlantic City... Yeah. And the East, yeah, East Coast, um, like, I guess not exactly Victorian times, probably more like the 20s and 30s kind of times. Okay. Um, and if you go to the ice cream shop at the boardwalk, um, it's just like, it's not the bit, it's not like at the Yacht and Beach Club where they have like a whole little sit down diner. Yeah. It's just like a little ice cream counter at the boardwalk. Um, but in that shop, they have a lot of Atlantic City mem- memorabilia. Oh, cool. Memorabilia? Is that? Mm-hmm. It's getting late, y'all, and I have forgotten how to say words. Um, but in there, I kind of geeked out one night because they have a scepter and crown from Miss America. What? Um, That's cool. And I'm a little bit of a pageant nerd. I didn't participate, but I have some friends that did, and I enjoy watching them. And I like the Miss America pageant system a lot. I know they don't call themselves pageant anymore, but that's a whole nother story. But it's really cool that they have, like, they have pictures from some of the the first, you know, Miss America pageants in Atlantic City on the boardwalk. And they have, like, a legit scepter and crown. I don't know, like, what year it's from or anything, yeah. but it's just cool. You're going to get some ice cream. And you're like, oh, okay, Miss America. Cool. There's that. So that's really, like, Americana. Um as far as the other resorts on this list, you know, Old Key West, that's just the Florida time, like, yeah. Florida vibes. It's taking, you know, you're in Florida already, but it's taking a part of the state and bringing that culture and that... Key West has, like, a culture all of its own, and so it's cool that Disney, like, incorporated that True. in their little place. If you want to... If you like it, go to the real Key West. You'll like it, too. Um <laughs> Saratoga Springs is based on like up t- upstate New York and mm-hmm. all the horses and the horse races and stuff and oh true uh, then not to deal with cars every time I hear it I think of the Cars movie which is Radiator Springs oh yeah complete opposite and every time you were like it's gonna be so nice and I'm like Cars themed hotel yeah sure but we stayed there once yeah. it was a family trip and we needed lots of beds and big. It was Big really place nice. place to stay. It was, it's nice. And they've renovated it recently, and it's oh, wow. really nice now. Um, but yeah, so those are just kind of some some of the American-themed resorts that are based, not necessarily on those places now, but kind of in the history of those mm-hmm. places. Uh, and then there's Port Orleans. It's two resorts in one, and they're both based on different aspects of Louisiana and New Orleans. Uh, and then finally, the one that I think is the most, it's not like... It's not like patriot, patriotic, like red, white, and blue stars and stripes and fireworks. But I think that <laughs> Fort Wilderness and Wilderness Lodge are yeah. the the most like 
if you want to feel like you're roughing like it in America, America and like um, if you're from another country and you want to come stay somewhere that feels kind of like the old timey like Davy Crockett, not necessarily not necessarily actual Davy Crockett, but like Disney's Davy Crockett. Yeah, like, like camping and horses and stuff. Fort Wilderness is awesome. It's it's an actual campground. You can yep. go you can go stay in a tent or a cabin or an RV if you have one or rent one. Um, and you can go ride horses, and uh, there's all kinds of history there. There's the Hoopty Doo Review, which is like an old country, like old Western type show that they True. would have in a saloon somewhere. Not necessarily that they would have that exact show, but it's that same kind of style, like it's the vaudeville, vaudeville kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Wilderness Lodge is literally the theme and the inspiration for that. Uh, resort is the American uh, National Parks. Yeah. Like, literally the National Parks, not even just the wilderness. But um, there's oh, so many call-outs to different iconic national parks. There's a geyser that, you know, oh, shoots off that's, you know, similar to Old Faithful. Um, and then there's also, not in the main lobby, but if you go down... Um, a little, it's like down a hill from the main lobby. And if you ask anyone there, they can direct you. But there's another lobby specifically for some of the DVC villas there. Mm-hmm. And there is like a train room. Oh, right. And That's fun. it's all about like Walt's train collection. And uh, to me, that is, you know, right up there with hot dogs and baseball is trains and train collectors and train sets. And yeah. like America, the length, you know the the size of our country, the the vastness of it wouldn't be possible if Without it weren't trains. for trains and the innovation that came with that. So yep. it's just a fun little history. Like it's almost like a little miniature museum in this hotel at Disney World. True, and a lot of people don't know about it. So that was my last little nugget of like American history fun times is. Go to Wilderness Lodge. Even if you're not staying there, you can go eat there. Mm-hmm. Um, Just walk around there. It's beautiful. It's a gorgeous resort. And there's so many little details that all pay tribute to American National Parks. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, go look at the train room. It's cool. Um, but yeah, I've rambled long enough. You've been nugging for a long time. Nugging? Yeah, you've been dropping nugs. Lots of little American nugs. Um, <laughs> I just imagined them all with like top hats, like a little like nuggets. Uncle Sam top yeah. hats, but they're all do, nuggets. Do, 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 do. Um, but yeah, I hope that if you are, you know, a lot of these things can be viewed on YouTube. So if you just want to like geek out over some Disney park stuff and gear up for July Fourth, yeah, uh, this episode releases Saturday, so July third. So, uh. As you're listening to this, if you listen to it the day it comes out, you want to gear up for tomorrow's celebrations, Woo. you can go look at some of these stuff. Um, if yeah. you've experienced any of it and you have, like, thoughts, comments. Um, Feel free to let us know about them. Yeah. And I will say, I went into this a little bit earlier. A lot of this stuff looks at America with rose-colored glasses. None of this is to say, you know, I personally, I love my country. I enjoy some patriotism. Mm -hmm. I enjoy looking at the optimistic side of things. I acknowledge that this is not a perfect place. Of course. It is definitely not a perfect place to live 
for a lot of people, it's been harder for others. Um, but I also like to look at the good yeah. and see where we've been and see the good in it and then see how far we have to go and that we can do it. Yeah, because um, we've already done it and we can keep growing Yeah, and moving So forward. I would love to have conversations about that. If you have stuff that uh, you don't necessarily want to be read on the podcast, but you want to just chat about it and like, I am always open for other perspectives. Of course. And you can email those or any any thoughts. If you have happy, sad, something that made you feel weird, like something that <laughs> disappointed you, you can totally let us know. Uh, yeah. Our email is the number four parks, the number one pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear from you. If you have thoughts that are completely unrelated from what we've talked about today and you just have questions. Yeah. Like... Let us know. We would love to be able, you know, after we do our main segment, we'd love to be able to have a little mailbag segment Definitely. and talk about your questions or your, your read your emails if you have something fun to share. Uh, if you are going to Disney or you uh, just got back from Disney, Let I'd us know love, how it was. Yes, I'd love to hear about your trips or what you have planned. Um if you have your own tips, like we we share a lot of our tips and tricks just yeah. because we've gone so much and we've learned a lot. If you have your own, please share them. I'm always here to learn more. Um, yeah, and I'm sure everybody else listening would also love to hear some new trip tips and tricks as yeah. well. We want this to be a community. We want this to be open and um, honest and um, trying to think of the word I'm trying to find here. But basically like accepting yeah. Like, we're not, if we disagree with you, we're never going to be rude about it. Like, yeah, everybody has their own opinions. And I'm sure that some of the opinions we've said about, like, I don't know, different hotels and stuff. Casey's Corner being the best ever. Yeah. Like, maybe you if went you there and you were like, oh, it smelled terrible. If in you there. disagree, you're wrong, but we still love you. Yeah. You can have. <laughs> <laughs> Just on Casey's. On everything else, we can agree to disagree and talk yeah. it out. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But Casey's is where we draw the line. Casey's best. Um, But anyway. Never seen him. I just wanted to put that little disclaimer at the end. Because I don't want anyone to ever think that like their thoughts. If they, you know, if they went to the American Adventure and felt like it was a little too squeaky clean view of things. Because there are, I mean, there's a whole segment about the Civil War. And sometimes that can make people think twice and be like, um, I think it didn't exactly... (laughs) I don't know. Like, sometimes it makes people uncomfortable. And yeah. I understand that. But I also think overall it's a good show. Definitely. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed this little look, taste of America. Yeah. And all the other stuff we talked about. And like yeah. Kayla said, if you got any questions, please feel free to let us know. We would love to, like... Hear from you. Yeah. And just have another segment of this week we heard from this viewer and they said that america's awesome i don't know and stuff like that <laughs> whatever whatever you want to share yeah. um on that note if you would like to get in touch with us we already went over the email but yep. we also have an instagram and a twitter the Which, handles for those are the same as our email four parks one pod um and all of that is also in the description of the podcast mm-hmm. if for any reason you um i don't know just want to look at it, want to copy it, paste it instead of like just typing it out. 
I've already done the hard work for you. Just scroll a little down and you'll see it there. And you can just mm -hmm. grab it there. Mm -hmm. And if you are interested in needing help to plan your next Disney vacation, oh, do you yeah. know how they can get in touch with us to help with that front, Kayla? Yeah. Um, normally it comes up at some point in the episode, and I guess it just never did this week. But <laughs> I am a travel agent. I can help you with your Disney trips. I can help you with trips other places. Just give me a, give me a shout and ask. Uh, you can get in touch with me. My email is Kayla, K-A-Y-L-A, at MagicalMouseAdventures.net. Um, you can also just follow me on Instagram and reach out. My Instagram yep. is Kayla underscore underscore Rayla. It does have two underscores. If you search like Kayla Ray Shepard, I'll probably come up too. But sure. um, anyway, uh, those are the places you can find us. I have been kind of thinking about starting a Facebook group just because it okay. does facilitate better discussion. Yeah. But before I do that, I would like to make sure that people would actually be interested. So if you uh, would be interested in a Facebook group, let me know. I don't want it to just be like an empty space, but... <laughs> well, uh, it might be for a little while. And then yeah. when people start, more viewers start coming in, it'll start to grow. Yeah. Um, but for the time being, you can always join the, join the discussion on our Instagram. Yep. I post uh, every week. I try to post on Saturday when the episode drops. But if I don't get to it, I will post eventually saying, hey, episode four is here. Woo. Do you want to, what did you think? And if you have thoughts, respond. It's fun. I would like to see what you think. Yeah. Um, Plus, finally, go ahead. we are very new at this. Mm -hmm. So if something's weird or you know we do listen to these as well so we kind of get a good understanding of how it sounds but if something just was weird to y'all we would love to hear about that as well and Absolutely. hopefully we can address that or learn how to do better yep on that note if you have a, a review of our show if you have thoughts about our show we would love, love, love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, if you have, like, genuine critique, include it in your review. But if you still like the show despite your critique, please give us five stars because that will help us climb the charts. Um, and, and be easier to find for other people who want to learn about Disney. Exactly. Yeah. From us. That's the that's the easiest way. I know if you're a podcast listener, uh, normally you get tired of hearing this, but really and truly, reviews and ratings are the way that podcasts grow and reach more people and reach more audiences. Uh, so a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, or wherever you get your podcast is yeah. very, very helpful. And genuinely, if you do still have critiques, we want to hear them. Just if you, the, the star rating is kind of an arbitrary thing set up by the podcast providers True. and it can affect you. So it's like, I'm not just saying give us a five star because we, you know, because, because we're awesome. We deserve it us. no matter what. Duh. But truly, if you love, if you enjoy our podcast, if you like it, Go ahead and give five stars and then include your criticism and we'll note it. Yeah. Because um, we really are trying to grow. Yeah. And learn and do better. Yeah. We like, want to, we want to do this. We want it to, we want it to be as good as it can be and, and entertaining and fun for you guys. Yeah. Um, so that being said, 
I think that's all of our plugs and requests and information. Yeah, I think we're nugged and plugged out. Nugged I think and we plugged. are ready. Uh... Oh no, that sounds like it's something bad, but it's just information nuggets and plugging our social media. Yeah. I don't know. This is a weird world with all this new jargon. Anyway, <laughs> but... all this new jargon that Derek made up right now. <laughs> no plugging and nugging, and we. You know, anyway. Nug- I've never heard nugging before. Plugs, I have heard. I, I bet it's something bad and I don't even know it. And then, like, we're going to get our first email is going to be like, hey, Derek, just so you know, oh um, gosh. Urban Dictionary describes oh, and no. it's going to be like, hey, Gen Z, if we're saying something inappropriate, we're so sorry. We don't know. We're, we're olds now. Olds? Um, yeah, no. we're olds. You're a millennial and I'm a cusper and we're olds. You're a what? A cusper. It's someone on the cusp of Gen Z and Millennial. I was born in 95, so I'm like between the so two. So you're a ghost? Yeah. You're, you're Cusper the friendly lady. I don't know. Anyway, we're tired. We've been, we had a long day and we hope you enjoyed this show and we hope you have an amazing July 4th or yes. just Sunday if you you know, or in another country. Yeah, if you're if you're listening to this from another country and, and you got this far, you've stayed this far through all of our America talk. We appreciate talk, you. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, yeah. Also, if you're listening from another country, let us know. I want to know. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll talk about your country if yeah. if you have ties to Walt Disney World. Because this episode was a tribute to America podcast. Yeah, but a mostly, tribute to all theme yeah, parks. But mostly the American kind. Yeah, but mostly uh, the American parts. Yeah. A tribute to Walt Disney World, but mostly the American parts. Yeah. There we go. I don't know. I was trying to think of the title, like, the whole time you were talking a while back, and then I blew it. So to those of you who have stayed around this long, we love you. Thank you. And we'll see see you real soon. soon. Bye. Bye.